I'm really, really fascinated that you do forward life progression. And I actually would like to talk about that because when I was, uh, when I, I, I was very, very sick in 93, when I got better, when I was, uh, when I was healing, I was, I, I got certification through the National Guild like progression. So when I read that in your bio, I was really, really interested because I had some amazing experiences progressing people into their futures, you know? So I would love to talk to you about that. I find that extremely fascinating. I, you know, it kind of, the first time it happened, I, I didn't know that that was going to happen. We were actually going to work on an issue in this woman's marriage. And when I set up the hypnotherapy, um, we were actually going to regress, but I was going to travel in and it just happened to be going in the future. And we never even talked about the marriage, but everything that happened to her that afternoon shifted her energy and worked out the issue that she was going to talk about. I absolutely love forward life progression since then, because you go there and your vibration is raised and your frequency is raised. And when you come back with that raised frequency, it impacts the rest of your life. It certainly does. You know, before we get really started, I went to a gematria calculator on the internet and I calculated your name in Hebrew uh, gematria, in English, in uh, Greek gematria. You ready for this one? Yeah. You know, for those out there that aren't totally familiar with gematria, it's the numeric, take the, the numerical value and you find other phrases, usually in the Bible, that had that same numerical value. Like, um, a lot of really interesting ones for Nori love. Are you ready for these? Now, these are words or phrases that have the same numerical gematrian value. In the Hebrew gematria, I think your Nori love equals 954 in the Hebrew gematria. In the English gematria, 660, almost close, but no banana. And um, in the simple gematria, 110. But here's a few phrases that that match with uh, Nori Love. Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Beetlejuice. Donald Trump arrested. Um, let's see. I love this. Um, can I say make love in a car? Uh, let's see. What else? Going to Hyperborea, the land beyond the poles, the land of the far north. Another phrase, there's only one God. I love that. Um, the prime creator's commands. I love this. It's it's interesting. So if you're curious, oh, should be eaten and not smoked. Any of that, except Taco Tuesday sounded festive. Yeah, and there's and and last but not least, oh, so long and thanks for all the fish. And last but not least, Isis, Horus, Osiris. Oh, well, that matches your match. Yes, I feel very drawn. Yeah. Um, Egyptian history. Baby. Yes. Interestingly, when I we just stopped uh... in talking about future life progressions. What Johnny Murray Hill has been doing for a very long time behind 
the harmonic concordance in 2003, the grand quintiles of 2004. And I just, I have a, I have a funny feeling that Johnny's possibly been doing more surfing into the future, more progressions into the future astrologically. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's found something else, something, something really revelant and profound um, relative to our situation here on the planet. Because we are going through stuff. We are in the midst of changes. As you know, Norian, I'm sure this is like talking. This is more than like talking profound, so significant that we really do need in order to, to transition we uh, uh, peacefully, safely, to really thrive in this in this period of time that we call uh, uh, a uh, fourth interview, let's say, can do, not just be innocent or not so innocent bystanders, to really have an active role in what's happening. That's the reason we're here, you know? Absolutely. We, we, I'd love to hear your take on this. I believe that our original creation contract, what we call the Templar, the the planetary Templar, the series of stargates on the planet that allow access to the interdimensional interstellar stargates, which are basically, um, and the stargates within ourselves, the gates of light, as we know them in Kabbalah, in Kabbalistic work, and of the greatest and most sincere and dedicated service. I think what, what's required is that a greater framework to understand the, the larger context of these changes and what's going on. So, um, if you have any, I, I, I like to, you know, it's all so often someone asks a, a question, even in like an interview format, and then I just go on, blah, 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 you know. Um, I, I really want to engage in more dialogue these days. Of course, I have a lot to share. So do you, Nori. In reading your bio, I was just like, it, I was really plugged in. We have so much in common, you know. I think a lot of us do. I think that's the reason we're all here together. We share so much. Absolutely. And, and I think a lot of our lives have been looking to be able to share that, share our joys, share our interests, share our pain, you know, with those of like minds. And I think Wish Alliance, Galactic Alliance, the CAN Network, I think these are focal points that really they're like magnetic, they're strange attractors, sometimes really strange, that uh, that allow us to come together and sharing. It's It's all about that. We all have a piece of this. I know I talk to people now and then and they go, when am I going to be on a spaceship? When am I going to see an angel at the foot of my bed? Well, maybe you're just not looking in the right places. You know, you're maybe you're looking like urban cow. Maybe you're just looking for love in all the wrong places. Maybe you're just not looking at set yourself. Maybe you're just not turning your eyes and your heart inward. You know, those of us that have had a lot of this contact experience, a lot of us didn't ask for it. A lot of us didn't. Have, we probably did. I'm sure we did. A lot of this is contractual. My walk-in, for example, no doubt about it was contractual. The fact is my walk-in came at six years old. I think a, a lot of you already know this when I was hit by a car. I was probably meant to have this experience later on. I think, Kevin, a lot of, a lot of us understand this. But because my life was on the line, my life down here in 3D was on the line, there was direct angelic intervention. Normally, in my understanding, the, the angelics, they don't like to interfere or act, be actively present. It's very risky for them. You come all the way down in 3D, you can get trapped here. A lot of us are trapped angels down here. 
But um, it had to happen when I was six because that car, we estimate, was going about 60 miles an hour. I was hit head on. And it threw me, the force of the impact threw me, threw me up in the air and down the street, 50, 60 feet, soft landing, not a scratch. And that's when this stuff started to come in. Now the walk-in started to walk out immediately after we walked in, but it was there long enough. I shared consciousness with it, them, uh, me, more of me, actually, more of me uh, for about 10, 11 years. And, I, and of course, when it didn't happen, I didn't have the framework. I didn't have the reference to understand what was happening. A lot of children have imaginary playmates, right? Well, I was an imaginary playmate. <laughs> Some of my ima imaginary playmates were like, you know, angels. And I knew all their names. I'm not surprised that my mother wanted to send me to a psychiatrist. My father said no. In the meantime, of course, taking notes, you know. Oh, he's crazy, Eddie. You know, oh, he might be crazy, but let's turn the tape recorder on, you know, that kind of thing. So now I understand that this was a, a contract. And um, so this is why just wrapping all this section up, I think we all have a part to play. I think we're all contracted to do very important work on this planet without us coming together like this. It's not going to work. It's failed so many times in my paradigm, in my understanding, Nori. It's failed so many times, but I think we're close. We're so close this time, closer than we've ever been to really making this happen, this ascension cycle being successful, you know? So what are you referring to when you say that we've failed so many times? Explain that to me. That since what I term the original fall from grace, there are periods, time periods in a planet's evolution where the potential, where the possibilities of ascension are very, very high. And in my understanding and my uh, uh, researches into the history of our world, of, our, of ourselves as an angelic race, my research is my information goes back 950 billion years. Of course, I don't, I, I don't know everything that's happened in those 950 billion years, but, you know, I... Um, I've had a lot of this came through the original walk-in and, and I've had great, my background isn't that different from anyone else's here, really. I've had great teachers, great mentors. Of course, there was the walk-in experience. I joined a magical fraternity many, many years ago. So I had access to a lot of private libraries and information. And a lot of it was just paying attention and being a good student and taking good notes. Of course, I have, I've had great mentors also Probably the best way to introduce to answer that question, if I can do have a couple of minutes to to do this, because I also want this to be a dialogue. You know, um, I'm just as curious to know about you, you know, especially after having read your bio, you know, um, there throughout all of our human evolution, you know, interdimensional races they brought teachings to Earth. We know this to influence, to direct the course of human evolution, right? And we know that there are, well, I teach that there were three primary interdimensional visitor races that were involved with the creation of, ultimately with the creation of the original angelic human. We call them the Elohai Emerald Order, the Braharama Amethyst Order, and the Seraphi Gold Order. Collectively, these races are what we call the Brenau or the Brenaua. Uh, Trisha McCannon, for example, 
has been in contact with the Brenau for many, many years. These are races, these are collectives of living light consciousness that exists in what we call the fifth harmonic or the fifth density, 13, 14, 15 dimensions above the avatars. They're kind of like the bridge between avatars and ascended masters. These are beings of pure radiance, pure living light, so much so that they can't interact with us directly or the planet would be reduced to a cinder. But they, these Branagh waters, these are the three founders races that seeded life into our particular time matrix. The last seeding of life into our, what we call our time matrix, we're talking about time cycles at 950 billion years in terms of earth time. Where the great mother, let's say, this is the breathing rhythm of the cosmos where the great mother takes a breath, lets it mingle in her, takes another out breath into creation. 950 billion years later, that's a long breath. That's a long time to hold the breath too. And then bring it back in. I think we're in one of those cycles where at the top of the inhalation, you know, and that's where the power is. Even the Essene gospel of peace, the third communion with the angel of air, it is in the moment betwixt the breathing in and the breathing out is hidden all the mysteries of the garden. She's ready for the next out breath. 950 billion years cycles. In mainstream physics, of course, they talk about the big bangs, this and that, 13, 16 billion years. They have no idea. They may be detecting some of the background radiation of the last cycle of expansion, but I want to tell you. But anyway, the Brennau races, and this also includes the raw collectives, uh, they've, of course, we've had contact with them throughout many different time periods. Why in an attempt, successful or not successful, of keeping the history of our original creation contract and our intended evolutionary destiny alive? We have an intended evolutionary destiny. We always haven't succeeded, you know, in fulfilling the potentials we have as individuals and as a race. And that original co-creation agreement we call, we understand is the Emerald Covenant. And I will tell you, um, Cindy knows this. Um, many, I, for many, many years in the New Life Expos, I did uh, presentations on the Wizard of Oz. And I know Cindy is like, when is he gonna do it again? When's he gonna do it again? Because, sorry, Cindy. Um, if, if you understand that L. Frank Baum, who wrote the original 14, series of 14 Oz books, 14 Stations of the Cross, 14 Rare Earth Elements, 14s all over the place. He was a theosophist, a, confer, a confirmed theosophist. Him and his wife joined the Ramayana Theosophical Society a, a good eight years before at the Wizard of Oz. And when you read, the, the movie is cosmic enough, but when you read the book, especially through a theosophical filter, you understand that there is very precious information being shared in the Wizard of Oz. And that original Emerald Covenant 950 billion years ago. And that was an agreement to create these various founder elder races and seeding life into all the density levels of our time matrix. Why? To create peaceful co-evolution for the ascension of all races. And Nori, I really do believe, and I think a lot of us share this feeling that the, real, the, the true healing of humanity is really gonna come through understanding and appreciating the common core. There is no enemy, you know? 
there really is no evil. There is just those that have forgotten, you know, through their own devices. But when we understand the common core of creation from which we all emerged, then we really have a chance. And when I said that it's failed many times, there are periods of time during a planet's evolution where the potentials for ascension were there. There were windows for not only the ascension of certain beings or certain groups, but for the entire planet itself. We're in one of those cycles now. What we call a stellar bridge or a stellar activation cycle, where starting in about 87, interestingly, uh, interestingly enough, at the time of the harmonic convergence, that there's been an, uh, an alignment of interdimensional stargates going all the way up to the Lyran system. We, we, we come into an alignment with our sun, our sun with the central sun of the Pleiades, and then Sirius, Arcturus, Orion, Andromeda, and then the cradle of Lyra or Lyra. And progressively since 87, higher dimensional frequency has been channeling through these stargates onto the planet into us, preparing us for this ascension cycle. And really the only thing that's really blocking our natural, the evolutionary path of human consciousness is our own self-created karma, our own misunderstanding of what the true nature of karma and miasms really are, and the best ways and the most effective ways to clear it and heal it. We have the best chance we've ever had. And it's interesting in this stellar activation cycle where the where the vortices of the planet have to open to receive this divine light. There's also a closing cycle where the, the vortices on the planet, they've opened, they've received this divine influx, and now they are meant to close because you can't keep them open longer than they need to, and you have got to close them when, when on schedule. And it's interestingly enough, of all the seven major vortices on the planet, the one that's scheduled to close to, to close now. Its epicenter is in Russia, but there are many secondary vortices, guess where? In the Ukraine. So when you look at these conflicts from a little more elevated perspective, you see what the higher agendas are, probably not even known to them down here. By them, you know who I'm talking about, them. Remember that movie, Them? They were giant ants, which is very, very interesting because a lot of the digressive consciousness is in the form of, of uh, insect consciousness, which we won't get into today. But um, that's basically the short story of that. Um, and so I'd be, I don't know how much time we have for this, but I want to do more dialogue. I want to hear more about, I, I, I'm actually really interested in the future life progressions and the, and the forward life, because when we were doing them in the 90s, there seemed to be a firewall. Nori, have you noticed when, you, when you've done your work, there was a firewall at 2012. They couldn't see past 2012. And from what I hear for some people that are doing forward light progressions now, there seems to be that same firewall in 2024 that you can bring people there, but you can't bring them fast or they can't see beyond 2024. Do you have any feelings about that? Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't noticed that. I haven't noticed that. Um, of course, you know, everybody chooses where they're going to stop on the calendar in, in the future. And I, I can't really say that I noticed that because most people 
you know, go 10, 10 years ahead or mm. some brave people might go 15, but most people, you know, kind of keep it safe. Mm -hmm. um, but I think more than anything, um, firewall or not, it's, it's all about energy. You know, everything is energy. There is no good. There is no bad. Mm -hmm. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's just energy and the results of the energy that we're working with. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I, this thing is very fascinating now because I'm thinking a lot and in our programs now, we're thinking a lot about timelines. And I remember, who was it that was t uh, timeline therapy? Um, I, I can't remember his name now, right? Wasn't there one teacher in particular who was specializing in timeline therapy? That was I thought that was very interesting also, because I know that the human collective, we have a choice now, but I think a lot of people, they're in a, their ignorance or their naivete is being enforced on them. It's not willingly. And, and the fact, it's not what they can't see. This is, I think, an important point to remember that you cannot see past your programming. So many times I think a lot of us out there try to, we get into debates, we get into arguments, conversations. My, my personal uh, take is don't even waste your time. You can't convince, you can't even make someone see something that's, that they're programmed not to see. Don't even waste your time. And I think the human collective pretty much is going to need to focus on one probable life path for Earth. We don't, as individuals, we don't have to go along with the collective. But I think very, very soon, give, give, according to my information, the human collective by consensus is going to choose, whether it's by conscious volition or just sheer ignorance, naivete, or stupidity, whatever it is. Just like the creation of karma. We're not out to mess ourselves up, you know? And we have to learn that if we've opened ourselves up to being violated through sheer naivete or ignorance, or we have violated others because of our naivete or ignorance, although there are others that know what they're doing, and that's even worse. I don't think their salvation is going to come in this world, but the world to come. We need to forgive ourselves first for allowing ourselves to be violated or to put in, be put in that position. And I know I talk about this a lot because I think this is the key to our healing is understanding the true nature of forgiveness, of gratitude. And in the Pista Sophia and many, many ancient texts, the secret is apology. You apologize. You simply apologize because the ancient root of that word apollo interestingly enough means not many so when you apologize you are reaffirming oneness and that reaffirmation of oneness consistently and clearly wallace waddles the science of getting rich you have that thought and you think it consistently and as clearly as possible and then then it'll happen for you Making apology in the Pisces Sophia, this is almost word for word, with progressive apology, the soul is rendered innocent of all intensifications of karma, and you are placed in a position of never been separated from the one. So these things like forgiveness, I think a lot of our work, whether it's in the context of hypnotherapy, Reiki, I think it's helping people come to that realization that if they're going to progress further, and this goes for all of us, and not just lip service, 
we need to understand the true nature of forgiveness, gratitude, all of the spiritual attitudes and etiquette of mastery. We need to understand the true nature of karma. And, and we need to really make the effort in the spirit of service, sincere and dedicated service, not just to ourselves, but to the to each and every one of us on the planet. That's what I think. Yeah. That's and, what and, I think. And I think that um, if you don't know what to do during this time, um, being of service will bring you to the answers mm -hmm. of what to do next. Just, you know, notice who around you needs a little bit of assistance and then just start there. And then as you start there, the path will rise up to meet you and you'll mm -hmm. know your next step and your next step. And while we're being of service, right, we're giving from our heart, that's when we begin to evolve and the let the lotus petals begin to open for us. And we don't even realize that we are in the process of accelerated evolution because we're so busy being of service. And to me, that's like mm. a beautiful balance, you know, where you're kind of dancing in between the polarities. And I think mm. that's what everything is, right? Being a steady vibration, no matter what the polarities on either side of you might want to pull you toward. That's right. I, I think, yeah, and that being said, I think people, they're on one level, they're motivated, they're certainly motivated to be of service, but the feeling, you know, it's all that we, we've heard for now for thousands of years, you have to feel it to create it, to manifest it. But I wonder if people can actually access the depth of feeling required to really make it happen. And this is why I'm very big on the solar plexus. If anybody out there has that link, to the solar plexus book, this little pamphlet, this little pamphlet, the solar plexus or the abdominal brain written by William Walker Atkinson, writing under the name Theron Q. Dumont. This is the key. The solar plexus controls the sympathetic nervous system and the physical expression of our emotions. I'm not surprised that people can't feel the passion, even feel their bliss, even know what their bliss is because the feeling, the emotion is biochemical, is, 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 is really a biochemical translation or transduction of, of these neurohormones and neurotransmitters. And they have to dock into the brain, into receptor sites. A lot of these receptor sites are blocked. So this is why I'm not surprised that there are many people out there that can't even feel it. They can't even summon up the motivation, the ambition to wanna to be of service. And it, you, you have to go from the mental intention. You have to let that intention become the emotional substance. And you have to find a way to get it into the planetary core. So like you said, Nori, so it can be of service, not only to you, but of the planet. And that is the greatest success. When you can find a way to be of service, and if anybody out there doesn't know at this point, that's fine. Ask. If you don't know what to wish to manifest, ask. What what's that one thing or how you could be of the greatest service to yourself, to God, to all of us, to the collective. And if the intention is clear and it's held consistently, as Wallace Waddles would say, and with gratitude and not waiting till you get the gift while you're while you're focusing on the intention, be grateful for the fact that we have been given the gift of thought. 
to manifest our dreams. Because gratitude does have something very special. Gratitude actually is a magnetic force that unites your brain and your solar plexus where? In the heart space. So understanding and being and being in as much as we can a state of perpetual gratitude for, for all the gifts of spirit, you know? And and that brings up um it brings up Lance Armstrong's book for me and all of the people that were healed when and and Lance Armstrong the way that it was written was so powerful I, I mean I read that book a million years ago but when he was in his hospital bed you know really fighting with fighting with cancer mm -hmm. there was a moment where he absolutely made peace with the cancer and found a shred of gratitude for it that's when his healing happened. And that's when so many other people find their healing. You know, when you stop the fight and go eye to eye with it mm -hmm. and find some compassion, you know, and, and some forgiveness, right? Because you're fighting the enemy. And then yes. once you strike that chord, right? That, that harmonic chord, then your cells can come back into alignment. Yeah, I think it's one of the core uh, things about uh, Akashic re readings. You're taken, you're not taken back into the past to try to change it. You start messing with timelines, creating alternate timelines. That can get really messy. But you're given an, a, a more elevated view of what's happened so you can forgive yourself for actions taken, actions not taken. You know, remember, like, and I know I talk about this a lot because it is a great example. Emoto showed us. The most beautiful of his crystals is the one that responds to, to forgiveness and gratitude. Those expressions of love that we understand as forgiveness and gratitude. The reason it can hold and radiate all that light is because of its structure. It can hold and radiate so much light. So imagine, he showed us, imagine if you become the living vibration, if you actually live, not just in that you become the living vibration of love, gratitude, service, compassion, mercy, every crystal and micro crystal in your body will be able to hold and radiate that light. That's when, in terms of healing, that's when you become Nori. And I know you understand this. And those of us that are into the healing, healing facilitation, you then become a presence healer. You heal by your very presence. I doubt whether Jesus was a certified Reiki practitioner, right. you know, or like, right. But you, and he, and he referred to Mary Magdalene, all the Marys of having the effulgence of light. They, you walk the world and you heal by your presence alone. You are so radiant. You illuminate all the darkest spaces. And people come to that, that state of, that, that um, uh, Lance did. And many others, when they finally surrender, it's not giving up. You know, it's just, it's just having the courage and the bravery to think higher thoughts, to think in divine pictures, to think of themselves in a different way, to look at themselves and their place in the world in a different light, in a in a higher light. Well, I think that's very, very important. Let's um let's just take a peek here and see if anybody has any questions. Anybody have any questions and put your hand up? Well, I'd like to if if it's okay. Um, yeah, we'll take a few questions. I do want to bring Johnny Marahiel in because I know when I hear from Johnny, I know that it's something that that needs to be heard. Okay. 
So, but we can take a couple of questions first, Johnny. Does anybody have any questions, any hands up? Uh, no, questions or comments? I think we're good to go. Bring Johnny We're good on. to go? Johnny? How's yeah, the yeah. okay. uh First of all, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and we've, I am, I sit at Phil's feet uh, in in the massive amount of intellectual knowledge that he knows, right? He's got such a superstructure of the way things are. It's just it's totally amazing, and I have no reason to doubt it. However, I have a reason to doubt it, <laughs> uh, and it's a little different. My my doubt, Phil, is that I believe that the person that you need to work on in order to facilitate a, a, an awareness of the change coming is you, me. And that's what I have been focusing on uh, low these past couple of years since I've last spoken with you. And I've thought that for a long time. And it's it seems to me, again, it's, this is my point of view, that when you do something for yourself, you are doing it for all of creation. You are the best avenue that you can have to make to make this world happen the way we have envisioned it, to make the ascension, sort of like a, it's a dirty word now, but to make that come through, that really will happen. Yes, Phil, I have done some uh, astrological surfing of the future, and I see that there are two major uh, events astrologically that are that are act as propellants, you know, and I'm seeing one this year very shortly, and I'm seeing one in 2026. And I don't think that that those are not really different than a whole raft of astrologers and psychics have honed in. So uh, my my astrological research, is uh, just confirming what everyone else has seen, but we I, I really don't believe I really believe that we can never see it. We can never attain it for ourselves unless we work on ourselves, unless we have meditation, unless we meditate on it, unless we uh, you know. The other day, I had a very wonderful experience where I felt totally embraced all around. 360 degrees around me felt totally embraced by spirit. Now, that embrace of spirit is where, when I am in that state, that's where I can affect 
the change for everyone. That's where I can, and I'm not talking about our local folks here in, uh, even in our local galaxy, but I'm talking about everyone, every sentient being, whether it's insectoid or, uh, what's the other one? <laughs> um, there are different kinds of phrases out there, right, Phil? So yeah, in, innumerable. Yeah. Right. And so where I stand is that every day I begin the day with love, gratitude, and forgiveness. And I've learned those things uh, partially from uh, Greg Braden, right? Uh, I've learned them from a lot of different sources. So I don't want to disagree with you, Phil, but I think the key to our own evolution is to work on our own selves. Well, I think that's what we've been talking about, I think, for the <laughs> last 45 minutes. You just, it's another confirmation. Yes, I, we're not in any disagreement at all. At the crux of what we're all talking about is exactly what you stated. There's no disagreement here, certainly from where I'm coming from. Okay, you know? cool. I yeah. still love you then. <laughs> I still love you, Johnny. He's got to, you know, he's got to get, try to get something in there, you know? No, 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 no. What do I want to get in? I just wanted to say that I, I love know. you, you know? I, I and, love and, you too. And that, that, you know, Phil and I know, of each, know each other for what? Uh, 30 years? More, yeah, yeah, something like and, that. And uh, you know, he yeah. has, you know, he's constantly uh, putting forth ideas which help me. I mean, it's not that I disbelieve any of his stuff, because it's all you know, it's all fathomable. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, work on it, listening to a lot of. Rudolf Steiner's work, right? Mm. And he has a very elaborate and very detailed explanation of how everything works in the world. You know, in, in not only the world, but in creation. Uh, yeah. And he, he he's, he's a good guy, but he still leaves me a little bit short. You know, I, well, well, now, now you've crossed the line. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, we'll continue this. We'll continue this. Anyway, just I know we only have what about ten more minutes. Okay. Does anybody have any questions or comments? Thanks, Johnny. It's always okay. great to see you. I love you dearly. When when I, I'll be back in the states, uh, April and May. So get the get the uh, thing ready. You can wash my feet then. All right. Okay. <laughs> we hope all so. Right. I hope to see okay. you then. Any, Sure. Anybody else? Nori, anybody? Don't see any questions right now. I would like to hear a little bit about your study in light language, since that's a bit of a hot topic lately. Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I find it very interesting, though, and I think a lot of you will uh, agree. A lot of the channelers of light language, aren't they beginning to sound very similar? Right. There's a little bit of Native American, a little bit of Asian language, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, because it's a, it's a very simple reason. The languages we're going to begin to channel 
are the ones that are closest to us genetically. Okay, As the fourth, fifth, sixth strands begin their activation sequences, we're going to be able to access knowledge, wisdom, whatever, love from our own higher identities in those dimensional levels. For example, when we talk about the Pleiades, yes, there are all these star systems in our three-dimensional space, but basically we know this. When we talk about the Pleiades, we're talking about fifth-dimensional identities, angelics, soul matrix. So a lot of the languages I hear are being channeled now the amazing Judy Satori, I know a lot of you are familiar with Judy. She was passing through Singapore and man, her work is incredible. It's just stronger than ever. It was a wonderful singer, even though it was just for a brief time. A lot of the languages we're going to channel are the ones that are closest to us genetically. If we're going to start channeling Pleiadian languages, that's related to the fifth DNA strand. Syrian languages, sixth. Arcturian languages, seventh. Orion, eighth, uh, Andromeda, ninth, and then you have the Cradle of Lyra, 10th, 11th, and 12th. And then dimensions where it goes even beyond language, language as we understand it, you know. But I have noticed that a lot of these languages are beginning to sound very similar. And I and listening especially to Judy of the night or Jody or any one of us that channels, I'm beginning to channel myself. I'm channeling this redneck from Tennessee, and his his name is Billy Ray Chestnut. You know, um, uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll talk about Billy. No, joking. But um, well, you know, you know, Billy Ray says, you know, I just broke up with my girlfriend the other day, and everybody goes, oh, and I'll go, oh, that's okay. She said we can still be cousins. You know, that's Billy Ray Chestnut. You know. <laughs> Um, see, I go into the mode and then I forget my thought. Oh, so yeah, the DNA. But to channel these languages clearly, I noticed, especially when I was listening to, to Judy the other night, the language, all language translates into electromagnetic impulse, whether it's written, spoken, sung, tone, chanted, whatever. And the light language are keys that open up locks, the gates of light within us. I can I can translate some of these languages, some of these Pleiadian languages. It's all relative to level of DNA activation. And the thing is, and maybe to really make this point very clear, we are built to ascend. We are built to naturally develop these flame bodies, whatever you want, the Merkaba bodies, you know, the Merkabas, um, the Merkaba fields, the Merkaba vehicles. It's a natural consequence of what's happening during this time cycle. The only thing that's blocking it is really the result of our own disharmonic and inharmonic thoughts. We need to understand that we're like the genie. The genie, when you look at the stories of, of the jinn and whatnot, the genie has to grant the wish. No matter, the genie might be thinking, oh my God, it's going to come back to haunt them. But they have no choice. Every thought we think is going to be manifest in our world. This is why I always recommend Charles Hanel's The Master Key. The master key, it was originally a mail order program in 1910, got permission from his lodge to publish it in 1916. This is a 24-week program, and anybody out there can access a PDF scanned copy of the master key. It teaches us how to control our thoughts. Most well-intentioned systems of healing, facilitation, personal, spiritual development, they fail 
because we cannot control our own thoughts. Once we learn how to control our thoughts and stay focused, then we can manifest our true heart's desire in service to the world in a, a much higher mantle of personal and interpersonal responsibility and dedicated and sincere service. I don't think as, as Johnny mentioned and Nori, and I think all of us understand to be of sincere and dedicated service is the greatest gift that we have to give to ourselves and each other. And we can't be effective out there unless we really come to peace with ourselves. Look at all the, uh, the legends, the native American, the first world nations before the Christ comes, the peacemaker comes. That you have to make peace with yourself. You have to forgive. You have to understand the true nature of forgiveness and make progressive apology. And that's the willingness to do it. That's the that's the reaffirmation of oneness. And I think there's nothing more powerful than that. I've seen that and that alone, as many of us know, that can heal anything. If it's our will and our will in line with divine will. Beautiful. I think. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Anybody have any questions or anything you'd like to contribute to the conversation? Kevin has a question. Yeah. Cindy. I have a question after Kevin, but Kevin, you put a question in the um, chat. Yeah, yes. Okay. I didn't know we could unmute. I can ask the question to Phil directly. I was given some information recently. Uh, about creating timelines and co-creating timelines from the void of consciousness itself. But it's not void as the name suggests, but it's full of possibilities, full of potential. Uh, uh, and it's uh, it's where timelines are created from. And I just wondered what your take on that was in relation to your knowledge and experience. I've got a big take on it, but it's one of the most complex subjects. I mean, imagine races being able to actually affect time, affect timelines, restitch. My, my latest information is, and I know this may come as a surprise to some, maybe not, that we're being reconnected to a timeline that we were disconnected from in 1987, almost to the extent that the last 23, 24, 25 years didn't happen, haven't done another timeline. It's some of the most, it's probably maybe... I'll do a, a, a webinar just on the, uh, the art and science of timelines, but it is some of the most, I mean, admittedly, when we're talking about timelines and the consciousness of time itself, it is by nature a very complex subject. When we're talking about our multidimensional anatomy, there's only so far you can simplify and or dilute this work. I, I don't do that anymore. I don't even try. I think I've gotten really good all these years of making it uh, available to people, but there is only a limit to how much you can simplify when you get into, right, Nori, where you start to get into oversimplification and a lot is lost. These subjects and topics like our, our, our true history, multidimensional anatomy, the, the mechanics of ascension, they're by their nature very complex. And this is why in the old ascension schools, decades and decades while you're learning these mechanics, you also learn the spiritual etiquette. None of these high, none of these advanced techniques would be given to you unless you demonstrated a grasp of, 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 of the wisdom, converting knowledge into wisdom, you know? 
it took decades and now we're being given this information fast and furious and and it's and they're trusting I Kevin Kevin I think you you know this we're being given a lot of responsibility and even though we haven't demonstrated you know maybe that we even deserve this on a lot of levels we haven't earned it we're being given it and we're being given it fast and furious and we really have to accelerate ourselves and accelerate our ability to to appreciate the fact that we're given these freedom teachings and also be patient with ourselves too, because it will come in divine time and divine right order. It will come in accordance with our soul's purpose, the divine plan on earth. Enid, just aside, yes, speaking in tongues very, very often. Yes, it is lang all languages are languages of light. Everything is Nori meant, alluded to earlier. Everything is light. Everything is energy, frequency, consciousness. If you're an energy healer, well, guess what? Who isn't? <laughs> when you really want to look at it, we're all healing with energy, with consciousness. So speaking in tongues, I just found out actually here in Singapore, there's a charismatic church. I cannot wait. You know, I love that kind of stuff. It's not that I want to be rolling around in the aisles, but also I, you know, I got to get my feeling body just involved you know, more. Not that everything comes, if you're really paying attention, I know Cindy's gift, all the stuff that's coming out of my mouth, it's coming from my heart. If you're really paying attention, you know that even a lot of the stuff using 50 cent words and a lot of interesting expressions and going deep into the teachings, it's all heart-based. It's all heart-based. And if it's received in the spirit that it's given, then it can really take root. That's beautiful. Cindy, I asked your question. You have to unmute, please. Yeah, I agree. You know, like heart is everything. Heart is everything. You, Your energy expands like a million fold and everybody around you feels it too sure. uh, when you come from the heart. But Phil, you know, when you were talking about the firewall, um, what exactly is that? Does that have anything to do with the solar flares that we're being hit by? And the second sun, all that stuff that, you know, they're talking about? No, I think uh, a lot of this, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm past overtired. Um, but it's great. This is where you want me. This is where you want me. You want me in this state right now. Five cups I, of you're so fun. Totally overtired. Um, Please and please excuse Billy Ray Chestnut. He just That's he has no he has no boundaries. He has no boundaries. Um, you know why a lot you know why a lot of rednecks they can't get into crime detection. You know because um, we don't rednecks uh, a lot their DNA is the same and they leave no dental records. You know what I mean? Um, what's for what's forty feet long and has nineteen teeth? A bus full of rednecks. No offense to anybody. <laughs> anyway, um. What was I love your comedic <laughs> side? What was I talking about? Oh, it's gonna another pro another 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 thing. Um, I forgot. What no, actually, Cindy? I'm, I'm, I I want to go back to uh, Cindy was asking about the firewall and oh yeah, the firewall, solar the flare. firewall. Yeah, but I I don't I just enjoyed the comedy. I don't even care. You don't care? No, no, no. The firewall. <laughs> that's very important. When I've done these progressions, there are periods in time where I brought people to certain points and they couldn't go further. 
they just couldn't go further, probably for our own good. There's, there's always, I've always been a little suspicious of, and leery of prophets and soothsayers because you prophesize about something and then you get a mass of human consciousness, a consensus of human consciousness focused, as Kevin alluded to, on that timeline that shifts us into that one where we're being maybe manipulated into focusing on a certain probable reality may not be the one that is in our best interest. And I think it's important to at least acknowledge that. Even the work I do with my private students, the mentorship programs, yes, we want to be aware of what's going on, but we're always, we empower ourselves. It's always proactive. It's always hopeful. It's always optimistic. You know, that's where it's, it's really rooted. We need to be aware of what's happening, like I said, but our work is always, uh, always looking for the highest common denominator. And I'd, I'd like to just go back for a minute. It always doesn't work for a lot of people. But I know, but there was something about the, the firewall. Yeah. 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 I just want to go back for a minute for to talk about Phil being overtired and why we want him in this overtired state. Because everything, everything happens, whether you're healing or... Um, I'm just going to stick with healing for now. Like Phil said, we are all healers, but most of us have to lose our mind, right? That calculating, right? The monkey mind. You can't do that. What do you mean you're a healer? What do you mean you're going to heal somebody with life? Right? We have to lose our mind and almost get to the place of being so overtired that that you're at, you know, you're at your center, you're at your core and, you know, socially appropriate doesn't matter. And the laundry list that your mind just gave you that you forgot to do doesn't matter. And that's when the magic happens, you know, when you melt the, the uh, chattering mind, that's when the magic happens, no matter what it is, whether we're just wanting to love somebody or whether we're wanting to heal somebody. Yeah, that's when the magic happens. So this is why I think, you know, we don't always have to go where the collective is going. You may not want to go with that flow. The whole idea, I think, aside from reminding people how rare and precious they truly are, all of us are, it's re it's regaining sovereignty. You know, it's 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 really horrible, you know, when you're in, I've worked in hospices on and off for many years, and they actually, someone is taking their last breath, they put a survey under their nose what their regrets are. You know, and I don't know how many people out there are familiar, but there is the major regrets of people that are dying. And I'll tell you, if there's anything you can take to the bank, it's what, what's on people's minds right before they transition. And you know what the top regret of dying people is? The top regret of dying people is they didn't live a life true to themselves. They didn't have the courage to live a life that was true to themselves. And I'll tell you, if you can take anything to the bank, it's what's on people's minds just before they transition, you know? So and one of the whole ideas is to transition consciously. Yes. Yeah, it's that's, very, very important. A lot of, uh, that's a lot of our work, a lot yeah, of our work. Yeah, and, and how, do we, how do we practice for that, you know? How do we practice for that? And I, I, I tend to go back to- There that. are ways. We've been given a lot of information, knowledge, techniques, to be able to die consciously, to know the terrain, what happens after transition. If we've chosen the path of, of 
another cycle of incarnations. We can get off the wheel. We know how to get off the wheel. We've always known how to get off the wheel. And I was always maintain people that know me know that I always go back to gratitude, forgiveness. They are the most powerful forces to heal anything in this world. I haven't seen anything in my life yet. Myself, believe me, I've, I've gone where angels fear to tread. You know, in my life, I've survived cancer, divorce, you know, all sorts of stuff. And um, th not just survived, thrived. Because I was stuck, you know, sometimes if you stay stubborn long enough, you're going to get poke, poke, poke. And then you're really going to be put into a position where you've got to make the choice. There is no fence. There is no spoon. You've got to choose, you know, how you position yourself in terms of what's happening on the planet. Knowledge, active participation. Patience with yourself. If you make a misstep, okay, all of us have. You you move our movement is all Steiner said our movement is all is always towards a state of grace. Our movement is always towards grace, whether we like it or not. And in moments of grace, we remember. So we're really asking everybody to remember that we are divine by our very natures. And the fact that we're here implies there's a purpose and there is a divine purpose to all of us being here. How can anybody really understand and integrate that and not feel good about themselves and not have to suffer from any loss of self, uh, you know, a, self, a negative self-image? Maxwell Maltz, if you remember, psycho-cybernetics. This is what paved the way for NLP. He was a plastic surgeon. He made people look beautiful, but they didn't feel better about themselves. Why? Because they had a negative self-image. You cannot manifest anything that is contrary to yourself, to a negative self-image. Don't even try. So if anything, our work, I think, helps people understand and embody is that we are, our divinity is intrinsic. And our ability to to affect healing, to extend love to all of creation, to be clear channels that the love of God or whatever you imagine that fullness to be, give it to the world. And we can be that for ourselves, for each other, for all of creation. Beautiful. I have a little funny story about what you're talking about. Like the one thing that you, you don't want to regret is what you didn't do on the other side. Remember that time in 2012 when everybody thought it was going to be the end of the world? I had mm. wanted to do a tarot book for years and years and years. But 2012, I thought, just in case they're right, on December 21st, 2012, I don't want to meet my maker and not have it written my tarot book. And that was the year that I wrote the damn thing. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get somebody yeah. asked me, said, what happened in 2012? Why didn't it happen? I said, it did. Where were you? Where were it you? got me to write and publish. It was the motivating factor. You extend your consciousness. You can access anything in the past, future. You can bring it into the now. And that's one of our great gifts. And we'll probably talk more about that. Maybe the next one is going to be about time, understanding the consciousness of time itself. Which is why when we sleep, dream is very important. When we dream, I've said this before, our consciousness detaches from its normal 3D focus and it goes into some of the lower mid-astrals. I wonder if people understand it's going into the future. When we dream, we are mingling with future identities. The trick is bringing that back. 
what we gained in that dream state. And JJ, again, I want to apologize. You know, I, I hope I didn't offend you or any hillbillies out there. You know, um, <laughs> I know you're not a hillbilly. Uh, you know, the Mace, the original Mason-Dixon line goes through New Jersey. If anybody is familiar with the grasslands in South Jersey, man, that's as redneck as you can get, New Jersey. And, you know, me and Mariana Hernandez, you know, our trip to Israel, of course, didn't work this year. We thought, we know you don't have to go to Machu Picchu. You don't have to go to the same. You don't have to go to all these places. We want to design trips, spiritual journeys, right in our own backyard. There are places we can go. There are places we can go right in Manhattan, but we can go so many places in the States that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. We can get together, you know? We don't have to go to the ends of the earth. We can do it right here. There are so many amazing journeys that, and we're we're now working on designing a few where people just don't have to just de deplete their life savings. I see the cost of these trips nowadays. My God, you know, my mind must still be back in 1970 or something like that. I'm thinking, wow. So we want to design some spiritual journeys. Marianne, I know a lot of you out there are familiar with her work. This is a Magdalene channel who actually reads and speaks Aramaic. Whoa. And we're gonna design some, some more local journeying and spiritual trips right in our own backyard, right in the good old USA, you know? Marianne Spino? No, Mary, Mariana Leah Hernandez. Oh, Marianne. Oh, Marianne Savino, that she's on a, an entirely different level. Again, we all have these amazing gifts. We all have these amazing, amazing gifts, expressions of love to give to each other. And I'm just so thankful, Nori, for taking the helm, for anchoring this one. Sheila, of course, all of you, you know, I see a lot of names I haven't seen lately. I've been, you know, sort of yes. off the grid for a while. Um, but it's Welcome great back. seeing you, seeing all of you again, you know. Welcome back and seeing you. I I so look forward to the day where we're not gathering on Zoom, but maybe in a spiritual intentional community. Wouldn't that be amazing to really be living next to all of the cool people that are here tonight? Can you imagine what the vibration of that neighborhood would feel like? Off the charts. The idea, you're Nori, you hit the nail on the proverbial head. If we all come together in unity with a common purpose, this is what's hope. This is what this is the great hope. This is the great hope for humankind that we can we can finally achieve that. You know, and I think, and we this is community. Yeah, and there's so many faces. This is I community just as much, I believe. Of course, it's great to come come together. You know, I imagine we'll probably spend most of the time hugging each other. You know, right. we actually see each other in the flesh. But this is the community. This is. We are kindred here. And never to lose sight of that. So many of the old fam are back tonight. Yay. You know, that old gang of mine. You know? Yeah. yeah. And the original. You. Well, we're here again. We're here again to give it our best shot. One, one more for the Gipper. You know, and. And I am, I am eternally optimistic, realistic, optimistic, you know? And I always said the only thing that didn't escape from Pandora's box was hope. And there's a reason for that. 
Yeah, that that text I got from you at the beginning I that's of the pandemic got it all started. People have lost hope. They've lost people that have lost hope. I believe personally they've lost the plot. You know, yeah. So, well, thanks thank again for the opportunity much, to share. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for hanging it through the uh, through the little snafu with technology. Sorry about that. So good being here. Thank you so much, everybody. Phil, thank you. I hope to see you again in the not too distant future. And I believe Sheila will be back at the helm next week. And you can find me over at Broadcast Team Alpha, but we also stream onto Conscious Awakening Network. So if I'm there. Oh, and just really, just really, really quick. I did a, uh, I did a, uh, an hour with Glenda with Glenda on her Glenda's, uh, it was one of the most the happiest experiences I've had online. It was wonderful because we're from we're both from Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. It just flowed so beautifully. And I did a, a wonderful thing with Kathy Mason uh, this morning, 1 a.m. my time. Uh, and that I think can be found also, Kathy Mason, Glenda, all of us. Um, Nori, uh, now that I really, now that you're on my radar, I really want to look more into your work and all of ours. You know, there's only so much time in the day, and I'm just hoping that we can make the time to, to focus on what's really important. And Nori, thank you for not giving up and sticking in there. Oh, yeah. We all got on. Yes, yeah. we did. Yes, and making did. it happen. Yes, we did. So. Thank you so much, everybody. Much love. I'm going to have Susie unmute and play a little tune as we uh, exit the sacred space. And I'll see you guys next week. I'll come hang out with you. Good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Um, it's a new computer. It's a new computer. And last night I did a show and nobody could hear it, but I'm going to try anyway. I'm get I had the computer man work on it. <laughs> Okay. And I helped write, I wrote this song. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> Come together, all broken it all. You who cry for the new day. Sing together, sing to the nations. Do not keep silent, but say the sands of time are running through our hands making many going down we wave goodbye for it might not be long could be our last our last time around we weep and wail as we retell the tale of our world it's sick and it's dying. Woe to you, for our time is through. Can you hear the hearts that are crying? Like the dawn that has shined upon a discouraged land that is weary. The love shines forth through the open door that the, the humble heart can see clearly. The sands of time are running through our hands, making many going down. We wave goodbye, for it might not be long, could be our last, our last time around. Hope 
we hold. Our hearts are bold to expand the tents of our dwelling. Shake the dust for we know we must not delay. The vision is compelling. Those sands of time are running through our hands. Taking many going down. We wave goodbye for it might not be long. Could be our last, our last time around. That was Thank beautiful. You. you wrote that? Thank yeah, you. I, I, me and a couple, we, we, we've called ourselves the Sisters of Liberty. <laughs> That's beautiful. Good. Thank love you. you. Love you all so much. Thank you, everybody. Much love. Bye-bye. Big hug. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Good night. Thanks, Bill. What a great night. <laughs>